Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. We are proud to share a recording of a live presentation for the LDN Research Trust Conference 2019. We hope you enjoy it. Come on, just try it. So, Dr. Zielsdorf, would you please join us? My low-dose naltrexone journey really began in 2014 uh, as a patient. Um, I have had uh, recurrent depression from the time that I did have memories. I never remembered being a happy child. Um, and uh, I was diagnosed with uh, thyroid disease uh, when I was 19, uh, but was not diagnosed with the underlying autoimmunity uh, for many years later. Um, in 2014, uh, as of that time, I had had two uh, prolonged uh, leaves of absence from my training, uh, including being fully bedbound in uh, 2012 and 2013. Um, in 2014, I was back to work as a resident, uh, working 80 to 100 hours a week uh, in internal medicine, and I was pregnant with my daughter. Successfully carried that pregnancy, had my daughter, uh, and uh, had a terribly severe Hashimoto's flare, which we now know was not my first Hashimoto's flare. Um, uh, but a, a physician uh, put me on low-dose naltrexone, and it saved my career, and it saved my life. And... Uh, if I wasn't presented and uh, given low-dose naltrexone, I really don't believe I would be here today as a functional medicine physician um, and a low-dose naltrexone advocate. So when I say half tongue-in-cheek and half all seriousness, I am not um, not only the hair club president, but I'm a member. So like Dr. Kim, um, the longer I use low-dose naltrexone in my practice, um, the, more, uh, the, more, the more I use it as one of my tools of my trade. And I, I really do believe that we as clinicians and advocates um, and educators and healers and jacks of all trades in this room um, have to have many tools of our trade. Um, I've, I, you know, I've treated well over 3,000 patients in the last three and a half years um, with an estimated over 1,000 trying low-dose naltrexone for a variety of conditions. And so I wanted to take the time to give my gratitude to Linda Elsie Good uh, for her tireless efforts in spearheading this, you know, this amazing effort. And all of our colleagues doing this work um, this is my second time being here. Um, I was so graciously offered uh, the ability to speak in 2017 for the first time at the 11th hour. I feel like I'm kind of one of those people that gets called on and say, hey, can you do this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, let me speak. It's awesome. Um, so uh, I really want to talk to those of you that are here, not even as speakers, but maybe uh, clinicians. But um, thank you for being here, and thank you if you're live streaming this. Um, thank you. Um, I know it's very, very fulfilling, this work, but sometimes it feels thankless in being this perpetual salmon swimming upstream um, against the quote-unquote standard of care, the intelligentsia, the traditional system. Um, 
so I, I want to also personally thank those that I work with um, in my neck of the woods. Dr. Mark Mandel, our MC, he's a, uh, nobody's, you know, he's not dooting his own horn, but he's a, a wonderful clinician, a very skilled, um, very, very skilled pharmacist, compounding pharmacist, and a dear friend of mine. Um, he is an advocate to thousands of our patients in the Midwest. Um, he uh, in the parlance of our terms, he's a mensch. That's really the, the, only, the only way that I can uh, tell him and thank him that. Um, he's a, a dear friend in, in the Chicagoland area. I also want to thank the work of Dr. Kent Holtorf. He's the, the work that I found at 2 a.m. searching for my own thyroid care. Um, so thank you. Finding your work and finding your papers was a lifeline for me when I couldn't find my own care. So thank you. When I was in a very, very dark place. And of course, the work of Dr. Jared Younger, who I'm actually going to be replicating today in my work. Um, his seminal paper in the Journal of Clinical Rheumatology, which was published in 2014, is still not being utilized by the very body of clinicians that read the, those papers. Um, uh, I know of one rheumatologist who's retiring in the Chicagoland area that's using low-dose naltrexone. Um, and I, I send them these papers. And so uh, Dr. Younger's paper, The Use of LDN as a Novel Anti-Inflammatory for the Treatment of Chronic Pain, uh, had an N of 29 uh, for female fibromyalgia patients. Um, today I'm going to give you data on over 400 patients. So uh, with that, these are my session learning objectives. Um, I want to... Uh, discuss a few points. So in 2018, there were a big journal article published in the journal Thyroid uh, entitled, An Online Survey of Hypothyroid Patients Demonstrates Prominent Dissatisfaction um, of Over 12,000 Respondents Revealed that the Majority of Thyroid Patients with Hypothyroidism are A, not satisfied with their current therapy, and B, not satisfied with their physicians. Wow. Just to stop right there. Stop. And their results were, we don't know why that is. Okay. I'm sure Dr. Holtorf has some strong words for that. So an aside, an, uh, another aside note that I want to talk about is that why is thyroid cancer called the good cancer? It's a huge pet peeve of mine because uh, it's well known that thyroid cancer patients have the poorest quality of life of thyroid cancer, or of cancer patients. And really, it's because the thyroid hormone receptors are present on nearly all cells, okay, in the body. We take away the thyroid, we take away the master control, we take away hormonal control. Um, this has been so eloquently stated by so many patients. We all kind of have our soapbox. My, my colleague, Dr. Lipton, and, and fibromyalgia and opioids. Um, my colleague, Mark Cooper on neuroinflammation. Um, everyone here, we all kind of have a soapbox of things that we get on. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about this survey. So authors of the thyroid survey concluded that these patients reported higher satisfaction with their treatment and physicians when they used natural desiccated thyroid preparations, or NDT, and they said, we don't know why that is. I said, okay. So my clinic, uh, that I work in um, with a few nurse practitioners um, has a thyroid focus with a reputation for improving quality of life. 
with the use of low-dose naltrexone and a personalized approach to thyroid hormone prescription and management. So I had reviewed Dr. Younger's paper again, and I had reviewed this 2018 paper, and I said, you know what, I really want to do a questionnaire of my own, given that I have been seeing a lot of patients, and I have utilized low-dose naltrexone. And let me see if I could contact and bug some other people on social media, advocacy groups, and get the word out and see if we could get a lot of people giving us their opinion. And so uh, I had a fourth-year med student who is now a physician, newly minted Dr. Frank Incandela, who is actually going to be, uh, he's a psychiatry resident uh, intern. Um, I'm so proud of, of him. Um, and my, uh, one of my assistants at the time, Rachel Wiest, helped me to design and implement a questionnaire. So we had the idea to expand on Dr. Younger's work and the ATA survey, and we disseminated an online survey to our clinic patients via email and social media and to both thyroid and LDN advocacy groups. To expand on the ATA's hypothyroid survey, we, hypothyroidism survey, we asked participants about expanded treatment options, including synthetic T4, synthetic T3, natural desiccated thyroid, compounded T4, compounded T3, synthetic T4, and T3 combination, glandular thyroid supplements, or iodine use. We showed 1,108 respondents, which completed the 24-question survey with 610 unique visits and a 69% completion rate between February 19th and March 7, 2019. It took an average of 7 minutes and 19 seconds to complete. And what did we see? So true to... Uh, True to the cause, as in most uh, hypothyroidism patients are female, um, and also most uh, people who are uh, on social media are, tend to be women in these groups. We had uh, 1,071 women, 28 men. Um, uh, and uh, most of these were autoimmune patients. Um, my clinics, uh, are, my clinic has more male patients coming, but in general it started out with uh, the men being dragged in by their wives and uh, lots of eye rolling. And now they, they are coming on their own, so congratulations to the men. Uh, about 5% were age under 30 and 2% over 70. So again, uh, most around 30, 30 to 50, 55 years of age. As far as cause of hypothyroidism, we see also the majority, 694 respondents, about 64% were secondary to autoimmunity, usually Hashimoto's or Graves. Uh, 544 respondents, about 50%, stated that hypothyroidism ran in their family, also true to uh, the epidemiologic studies. Um, as far as duration of treatment, um, 417 respondents, or 38%, had a thyroid treatment length of greater than 10 years, uh, which I believe is, is just really incredible to be tapping into the thoughts and beliefs and uh, concerns of long-standing thyroid patients. Um, some of these patients had undergone switches of doctors, you know, more than 10 doctors. Check. Uh, 266 respondents, or a third of patients, cited depression as a contributor to hypothyroidism symptoms. And the most common residual hypothyroid symptoms are noted as changes in weight, fatigue, decreased energy, changes in skin, hair, nails, issues with memory, thinking, and mood. Not there. 
So uh, as far as satisfaction with treatment, 29% said very satisfied. 17% said very dissatisfied. As far as satisfaction with physicians, similarly a quarter said very satisfied. 11% very dissatisfied, very polarizing. And as far as impact of hypothyroidism, including my own survey, what impact did your hypothyroidism have on your life, ranked 1 to 10? 58% ranked 10 out of 10, most strongly affected. And the most profound question that I, that I saw on this was, how would you rank the statement, quote, all my hypothyroid symptoms were improved by treatment? Only 13% stated 10 out of 10, even with optimal therapy or labs that are normal, are all of my symptoms controlled. So the 2014 Younger study really, really affected me, and I thought that his um, N of 29 survey on fibromyalgia patients was very profound because it, it gave me the impetus for using low-dose naltrexone widespread in my clinic because 50% of the respondents stated that it either had minimal improvement or better versus nearly no side effects for trying it. In the, in the younger study, 13% said very much improved, 37% much improved, 20% minimally improved, 20% no change, and 10% minimally worse. We expanded this to include um, further negative changes to account for any patients who had adverse side effects. But um, here we can see, and in, a, in pie chart form, a near abs absolute mirroring of those 2014 studies with an N of 479 respondents. This is 43.4% of long-term thyroid patients had used or tried low-dose naltrexone as adjunct therapy. So we showed 15.7% with very much improved ratings, 37.9% much improved. That's 53.6% of thyroid patients responding to say that LDN had a positive impact in their treatment. 29.3% minimally improved, 14% no change, with only 1% minimal worsened or worsening of their conditions. So this is why I say, just try LDN. So in the low-dose naltrexone survey, LDN dose and duration that was used, 53.6% used 3.6 to 4.5 milligram daily, and 53.2% used LDN for greater than 12-month duration. As far as amount of LDN improvement in symptoms ranked 1 to 10, 20.4%, almost a quarter of patients, ranked 10 out of 10, strongly improved. And as far as symptoms which were most improved by low-dose naltrexone, thyroid patients, by the way, 56.9% said improved pain, 55% improved energy or fatigue, and 41.7% improved mood. There was a place in the article or in the, in the survey uh, for patients to write in, um, write in their uh, perceived improvements, and 14 patients self-identified improved immune systems or lowered thyroid antibodies or improved thyroid labs. So 
I want to discuss a little bit about why. Why are thyroid patients so dissatisfied with standard of care? So yes, we are really dissatisfied. So I was very, very um, um, thankful for uh, uh, David's uh, presentation on uh, translational medicine, talking about how long it takes for new drugs to come to market. But let's talk about what it takes for the standard of care to change in the medical field. And in the case of thyroid, I truly believe that this is 50 years or more. We have research now going back to the 70s and 80s that are still not being utilized. Um, and our so-called old dinosaur products are being hailed as that, as, as not being, you know, the current model of treatment when, for some patients, they work better. So what is some of the rationale for this? Well, some of this uh, are individual polymorphisms. So, the, for instance, thyroidiodinases, which is the enzyme responsible for converting the storage form T4 to the active form T3 and individual polymorphisms or any inflammatory condition from underlying comorbidities, including autoimmunity, which causes inherently poor conversion, and T4 monotherapy exacerbates the problem. Furthermore, testing using the dogmatic approach of TSH with maybe a reflex T4 causes more suffering for these patients because it will not show the underlying decrease in T3 and increasing reverse T3 ratios. Patients are demanding more holistic, personalized, and root cause approaches for thyroid treatment. Physicians are not trained in alternative protocols to treat patients that don't feel well on T4 monotherapy and to do this safely. So patients are researching and demanding other options without support from allopathic endocrinology and their professional societies. So I want to discuss a little bit more uh, about LDN and adjunctive care. So LDN is a vital treatment adjunct for the management of autoimmune thyroid conditions and improving thyroid hormone levels. The mechanism, as has been discussed, is that you increase endogenous beta endorphins and metencephalins. I haven't had a lot of people describe this, though, but metencephalin is also known as opioid-derived growth factor. An opioid-derived growth factor receptor is actually on, uh, on the thyroid. And so it's really actually a very eloquent thing that if you can catch this early, if you can catch the autoimmune response in the thyroid at an early time, and uh, by the way, any autoimmune condition is known as a uh, lymphocytic infiltration of the tissue. And so what kills me is that we have the siloization of medicine where you've got rheumatoid arthritis, you go to the rheumatologist. You have type 1 diabetes, you go to the endocrinologist. Same thing with you have Crohn's and you go to the gastroenterologist. Ologist, ologist, ologist. Histologically, it is the same phenomenon. Immunologically, it is the same phenomenon. When we get all of us in this room that practice all of these ologies, but those of us that have this recognition that is the same thing, and that things like Dr. Nisha Winter's talking about the soil and the underlying bioterrain 
and then you get at the underlying mechanism, which I think I agree all of us that started out as, you know, having a, a focus. I'm one of those odd ducks in that um, in medical school, you know, you could figure out what organ you wanted to own and then you went into that specialty. I was, you know, the wonk and the dork that just loved everything and actually I wanted to do infectious disease. Um, and so I became an internist, but then I got sick along the way. And so you kind of got this rogue doctor here doing this really weird thing. Uh, that's kind of how I got into it. People keep asking me how I got into this. And I'm like, well, it's easy. I almost died, you know. So I think, I think all of us didn't do this by choice because, um, you know, they talk about the road specialties, the road to plenty of money and relaxation, though, that's PM&R or, you know, road, radiology, ophthalmology, anesthesiology, dermatology. Internists are none of those things. So, um, sorry, medical jokes. <laughs> These are the jokes, kid. Anyway, so uh, we get intense immune, or not so tense, but immune modulation, um, like uh, Dr. Kim and many others discussed at the toll-like receptor and T-cell level. So low-dose naltrexone really should be considered as first-line therapy for autoimmune thyroid conditions as a preventive measure to potentially ameliorate or prolong the need for lifelong thyroid hormone replacement. I can't tell you the utter joy I've had in my short uh, career thus far of um, helping patients to not need thyroid medicine when it's caught early. Um, you know, that option was taken away from me at a very, very early age. Um, and to help people potentially not need that and to see low-dose nal naltrexone um, regulate and normalize thyroid hormone is, is just nothing short of a miracle. Um, obviously, this is done with um, um, a lot of care, a lot of very much uh, uh, controlled setting of looking at labs, dietary modification, stress modification, uh, root cause medicine, really looking at underlying co-infections um, and, and treating the whole person. And no, it's not always successful. But um, a really, really great uh, mentor said that, you know, sometimes, sometimes uh, you can't cure, but you can always heal. Um, so the results of the survey that I am discussing here are really polarizing. You know, our clinic patients and social media advocates are really, really health conscious, really good self-advocates. Um, and so they often maintain a really high satisfaction with their functional medicine doctors. Um, either they're my patients or self-referred. Um, and then there are patients who are also kind of on the site but without a functional medicine doctor or without another a savvy clinician. And they're there because they're incredibly dissatisfied. So we had those two kind of bimodal peaks on our results. And I feel like um, the survey is kind of somewhat representative, but in the general population, I feel like there are a lot more dissatisfied patients and a lot of middle of the road. Thank you very much. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.